When Joe Biden was campaigning to be president in 2020, he made his stance on new oil drilling in the U.S. pretty clear. Just a quick question about how you feel about drilling in the Arctic Refuge. Totally opposed to it. Completely, totally opposed to it. And he went one step further. And by the way, no more drilling on federal lands, period. Period, period, period. But the Arctic Circle is a disaster to do that. A big disaster, in my view. How would you describe his position on drilling on U.S. lands now? Well, it's a little bit more complicated than it was during the campaign. That's our colleague Andrew Rastusha. The Biden administration approved this massive drilling project. It's about a $7 billion project. It's in Alaska's National Petroleum Reserve, which is a federal land in Alaska. The Willow Project is one of the largest oil drilling projects in the U.S. It's expected to produce tens of millions of barrels of oil each year. But environmentalists see its approval as a betrayal of Biden's climate promises. So it's a complicated picture, right? It's not that he is just, you know, Mr. Oil and Gas and approves, you know, every project that comes across his desk. But there is this element of, you know, needing to address the interests of the country. And so his argument is like, in the short term, we need to make a series of smart decisions about oil and gas. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, March 21st. Coming up on the show, Joe Biden's 180 on Alaskan oil drilling. Meta has spent upwards of $50 billion developing the metaverse. But will it pay off? Go inside the company in a new three-part series, From Facebook to Meta, Zuckerberg's Big Bet, in the Tech News Briefing feed from The Wall Street Journal. Oil is a huge part of Alaska's economy. It produces billions of dollars in revenue for the state every year. Most of the drilling takes place in a region called the North Slope, which is in the Arctic Circle. For most of the year, the landscape is completely frozen. And for weeks, there's no sunlight. But it is home to diverse wildlife like polar bears, caribou, and millions of migratory birds. In 2016, a big oil deposit was discovered there by the oil giant ConocoPhillips. So they're um, one of the biggest oil companies in the world, certainly one of the biggest in the U.S. Um, They have a range of, you know, fossil fuel-oriented businesses, including, you know, this one drilling in Alaska. ConocoPhillips named its discovery Willow. It was going to be one of the company's most ambitious projects, with five drilling sites. It's projected to produce about 180,000 barrels of oil a day at its peak once it really gets going. That is a huge number for those of you who don't follow the barrels of oil closely. It's about Which would include me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about 40% of Alaska's current crude production. And environmentalists say it's the largest oil extraction project on federal lands. Sort of from the outset, what are the arguments in favor of this project? The arguments in favor for it are, you know, essentially coming from the Alaska delegation, and they argued that it would create jobs. There would need to be like something like 400 miles of ice roads and 200 or more miles of pipelines. And so this creates this sort of economic boom. And there's also the continued need for oil. 
Here's Alaskan Republican Senator Dan Sullivan speaking to Fox News about why he supports the project. This isn't just important for Alaska. It's important for America in terms of energy uh, security, almost 200,000 barrels at peak production. We certainly need that. The highest environment- and what were the arguments against this drilling project? Yeah, so the main argument that environmentalists are making, and this is the sort of term of art that they use, is that it's a ticking carbon bomb. And that means that you know, there's the initial environmental impacts of the actual drilling, but then there are longer-term environmental impacts from the oil that is extracted and then uh, sent around the country and the world and then used. So they argue that this is sort of a catastrophic step toward putting more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere when, in their view, we should be taking as many out as we can. Some Alaska native groups expressed concern about the impact Willow would have on their land. Sikkinik Maupin is Inupiaq, a group indigenous to northern Alaska. While many people speculate climate change, we're living it. We're seeing in the Yukon River, they haven't been able to fish for many years, um, subsistence fishing. We are seeing caribou that are showing signs of starvation. We're seeing fish pop up with mold. um, And this project is going to accelerate those issues and there's a huge diversity of wildlife there. There um, are native communities nearby. So yeah, there's a lot of complications here in terms of you know what drilling in the region would do to the environment. Even though ConocoPhillips leased the land, it still needed the U.S. government to approve the project before the company could start work at the site. At the time, Donald Trump was president, and he supported more domestic oil drilling. Here he is in 2018, talking about what he did for the U.S. oil industry. Immediately upon taking office, I let the pipelines go. Keystone, you know, both of them. And we let them proceed. 48,000 jobs, and we're going to have two great environmentally friendly pipelines. Really great. 48,000 jobs. That was an easy one. So under Trump, in October of 2020, the department responsible for reviewing Willow, the Bureau of Land Management, approved the project. They said it wouldn't jeopardize the existence of polar bears in the area or affect their habitat. But almost immediately, Willow was challenged in court by environmentalists, halting any work ConocoPhillips could do on the project. And then Joe Biden became president, and the fate of the Willow project started to look more uncertain. On his first day in office, he started following through on those campaign promises. Biden signed executive orders to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords and cancel the Keystone Pipeline. We can do this. We must do this. And we will do this. I'm now going to sign the executive order to meet the climate crisis with American jobs and American ingenuity. And I want to thank you all. I'm going to go over and sign that now. He followed those executive orders with more, suspending all new oil and gas leases on federal land. So how did Biden go from moving against the fossil fuel industry to approving one of the largest drilling projects on federal lands? That's next. Meta has spent upwards of $50 billion developing the metaverse. But will it pay off for the company, its investors, and for CEO Mark Zuckerberg? Over time, I hope that we are seen as a metaverse company. And I want to anchor our work and our identity on what we are building towards. Meta's trillion-dollar business and how we use the internet could hang in the balance. Go inside the company in a new three-part series, From Facebook to Meta, Zuckerberg's Big Bet, in the Tech News Briefing feed from The Wall Street Journal. 
In February of 2022, Joe Biden's plan to move the country away from fossil fuels was dealt a blow. Russia invaded Ukraine, and gas prices shot up. That was a huge political problem for the president. Uh, Republicans were criticizing him for not doing more to lower gas prices. Um, This came, remember, ahead of the 2022 midterm election. So he made gas prices and lowering gas prices a central part of his political message. So he, you know, repeatedly said that oil and gas companies need to be drilling on the federal leases that they already have instead of asking for new ones. Biden began to walk back the promises he'd made when he was campaigning. The Biden administration is forging ahead with its plan to sell new leases for oil and gas drilling on federal land. It comes as President Biden faces mounting pressure to bring down gas prices, which were surging even before the U.S. banned Russian oil. And, you know, his argument is that, you know, we needed to do that because gas prices were too high, people were suffering. And, you know, yeah, it's going to anger environmental groups, but, you know, at the end of the day, we need to do whatever we can in the short term to, to help uh, the American public. One way the administration could get more oil was through the Willow Project in Alaska. But the project had been stalled after environmentalists sued. And in 2021, a judge ruled that the Bureau of Land Management's environmental impact statement was faulty. After that ruling, they had to do what they called a final supplemental environmental impact statement, which is sort of uh, governmentees for, let's try this again. So they did try it again. The Bureau of Land Management, now under the Biden administration, came up with a new impact statement. And that new statement ended up being pretty similar to the one from the Trump administration. The BLM argued that although the project would emit hundreds of millions of tons of carbon, so would any other drilling project that would be needed if Willow wasn't developed. Both the oil companies and BLM make the case that if this project is rejected, that, you know, a future project could come along that is even more environmentally challenging. Like, someone is going to drill this. The world's going to need this oil, so it may as well come from the United States. Essentially, yeah. Last week, the Biden administration officially approved the Willow Project, but with only three drilling sites, rather than the five ConocoPhillips had originally requested. Deb Holland, the Secretary of the Interior, posted a video on social media about the decision. The Willow Project, which is a difficult and complex issue that was inherited. These are existing leases issued by previous administrations as far back as the 90s. As a result, we had limited decision space, but we focused on how to reduce the project's footprint and minimize its impacts to people and to wildlife. What was approved reflects a substantially smaller project than ConocoPhillips originally proposed. She ended the statement by saying, I am confident that we are on the right path, even if it's not always a straight line. I have to say, Secretary Holland doesn't sound too happy to be approving this project. I think it's pretty revealing. I mean, the video uh, with the Interior Secretary is a clear indication that this wasn't something that the administration was thrilled to approve. But the administration's message is that they had almost no other choice but to approve it. ConocoPhillips has had leases in this area for decades now. And I was speaking to legal experts about this over the last few days. And the argument they've made is uh, a lease is essentially equivalent to a contract. It's binding. So essentially, ConocoPhillips could sue the government for quite a bit of money. 
all the money that they put into developing the project. Now, environmentalists will say, go ahead, let them sue, pay them, you know, whatever you want. This project shouldn't go forward because it's going to have these massive climate impacts. So you should do everything in your power to stop it, even if there is some legal liability there. The Biden administration approved the project, but it also tried to appease environmentalists. As well as scaling down the size of Willow, it also announced new protections against drilling in the Arctic. They said that they would block future oil and gas leasing in federal waters in the Arctic. So not the current project Willow, but future leasing. And then on top of that, they're going to limit oil and gas leasing on 13 million acres in Alaska's National Petroleum Reserve, which is the area where Willow was approved. So it sounds like the Biden administration is trying to kind of thread a a narrow line here and say, okay, fine, we can approve this project, but we sort of hope it'll be the last one and we want to try to put some barriers around it so that there aren't any more. Exactly. That's the hope and that's the political message too coming from the Biden administration is like, look, sort of our hands were tied here. We needed to approve this. There are so many legal hurdles to rejecting it, which of course environmentalists would strongly disagree with. But, you know, we approved it. And on top of that, we are taking these sort of unprecedented steps to conserve Alaska land. So they tried to sort of find a middle ground to please environmentalists and the uh, oil industry that's backing the project. But in the end, they sort of made progressives pretty angry still. While the decision has been welcomed by Alaskan lawmakers and ConocoPhillips, some Alaska natives and environmentalists have pushed back against it. The day after the Biden administration approved Willow, opponents launched two new legal challenges— ConocoPhillips had begun work on the project, but agreed to pause until the challenges are reviewed. I mean, it's clearly not something that's going away. We've seen, you know, just in the days and weeks now since it's been approved, repeated protests from the environmental movement. A top White House official was speaking at an event and protesters interrupted. And essentially said, you promised to stop this kind of drilling. You know, you need to keep your promise. So the environmental movement is not going to let this go. Now, the broader question is, what does that translate to in electoral politics in 2024, which is still quite a bit away? It, that's still unclear. But certainly the environmental movement is, is not going to let this go anytime soon. Vice President Kamala Harris defended the administration's climate record on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last week. Well, I, I understand the concerns that, that, that have been made, but here's the thing. When you look at what our administration has done, it's historic in terms of an investment in a clean energy economy. We are Harris continued America to talk up the administration's push on electric vehicles, and Colbert asked again about Willow. Was there any discussion in the White House about what the blowback would be for approving the Willow Oil Project, because people have gotten quite upset about it. I think there's some protesters outside right now. Well, I think that the the, the concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about, but the, the solutions have to be and include what we are doing in terms of going forward, in terms of investments. The Biden administration says, you know, in in the real world, in you know, you need to sort of make decisions, um, you know, on a case by case basis, and that the sort of the majority of the actions they're taking, in their view, are aimed at reducing emissions and addressing this climate threat. It makes me wonder, though, if we're ever going to be able to really move off fossil fuels if we're kind of always just like, oh, we'll just one more, we'll just let this other one slide, we'll just do this other big project. I mean, it, it seems like it just kind of drags it out forever. Yeah, I mean, let's remember that this Willow project is going to be pumping oil for years or decades, right? So this will have a long-term impact on the climate. And, you know, the president has said this. I mean, it's a transition. It's a long-term transition that can't be stopped overnight. 
And of course, environmentalists counter that if you had the political will and the force of the federal government behind it, you know, you could come close to stopping fossil fuels in at least at least a shorter amount of time. But the reality is, you know, most of our vehicles on the road run on gasoline and the infrastructure of our country is intertwined with fossil fuels. And that's not going to change overnight. That's all for today, Tuesday, March 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Benoit Moran. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.